Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennial Money. And today we're talking about the classic debate of should you pay off debt or should you save money? Hey, everyone. I am so excited for this episode. Um, 
this is the question that I get asked the most out of every single money question out there. It's, should I pay off my debt or should I save money? And, you know, I always make this joke that it's kind of like the debate of, you know, do you like ketchup or mayo on your fries? And while that may seem trivial, it really is kind of like that because there's actually no right answer when it comes to this question, should you pay off debt or should you save money? There's just like a million different scenarios and a million different ways to go about doing this. But the problem that I see is this is where people get stuck, right? Because you are stuck in that kind of like middle zone of like, well, I don't know, should I pay off debt? I don't know. Should I save money? I don't know. I don't know what I should do with my bonus. I don't know what I should do with this extra income. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And so nothing ends up happening. And if you've ever been stuck in this position, you're probably laughing right now because you know this is like absolutely true, right? You, it's almost like you get paralyzed in the middle. Um, you, you might get this bonus at work and like, you know, on Friday you're like, ecstatic about it, right? You've got all this extra money. And then come Monday, you're like, well, what the hell do I do with it? (laughs) Where do I put this money? Where, you know, and then it just becomes suddenly something like so good, but turns into something just uh, like stressful, right? And it's ridiculous. And, and whether it's that situation or, or you're just trying to figure out, you know, what should you tackle first? It's confusing because, there actually is no right answer. I know that sounds really strange for a financial professional to say, but but there actually isn't a right answer. So let's dive into the paying off debt first. As you guys know, there's two types of debt, right? We've got our smart debt and our not so smart debt. I'll call it dumb debt, all right? Um, and my rule is always, look, if your interest rate on the debt is above 6%, it's not great debt right? If your interest rate is below 6%, it may be smart debt because that's pretty cheap. Like you're leveraging that debt for a really cheap interest rate. Student loans, smart debt, right? If you took out a student loan, I know that the payment is probably like mortifying you, right? You may like wake up at night and like just sweats, like just thinking about your student loan balance. But If you think about it, if you didn't go to school and get that student loan, you probably wouldn't have the awesome job that you have or be on the career path that you have or whatever it may be. So you actually needed that loan. Now, did you need to go to a big fancy school? Maybe, maybe not, right? Who's to say? But most times student loans can be considered smart debt, right? It's, it's, you had to take out that debt so that you could have an asset, your future, And, you know, if it helped you earn an extra couple hundred thousand dollars over your lifetime, well, then that's pretty smart debt. Buying a house, it can be smart debt. Um, Like I always say, you know, stay aware and away from those variable interest loans. They're really scary. They scare me. I know the interest rate looks really low, but the problem is is you just don't know how long you're going to live in your house. So if you got like a three-year adjustable rate mortgage and and your rate was really low, but you end up staying in the house for 10 years and then suddenly in three years you can't refinance, that's not a great position to be in. So buying a house can be smart debt. Again, if you buy a house, just make a smart decision with it. You know, don't get in over your head. Know your numbers. Everything that I've been teaching on this podcast will prepare you for buying the right house. Auto loans, again, can be smart debt, although be careful because I know that, you know, driving a really awesome, fancy, shiny 
smells amazing, brand new car is so appealing, but the minute you drive that car off the debt, dead. (laughs) That is stuck in my head. The minute you drive that car off the lot, you lose value with that car. Like immediately, the second that it goes off the curb, it has lost value and you're not going to be able to get it back. So really think about your, your, your car that you're driving. You know, do you need a brand new car? Uh, Can you get a car that's like maybe a year old and has some miles on it? but it's a much better deal for you. So again, auto loan can be smart debt. Now, if you have a bad credit score and you're paying 9, 10, 12% for your car loan right now, then it's probably not smart debt, right? So you've got to work on your credit score and get that thing down. Credit cards, my friends, not smart debt. Yes, I'm a fan of credit cards. I love credit cards. I think they're one of the smartest things you can do if you do it right. But the debt, not so much. It, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And I know this from personal experience. When I rolled out of college, um, you know, they were giving away credit cards like candy. And I didn't think anything of it. You know, it certainly didn't have a lot of debt then, but it was, it was definitely more than I was prepared to handle. Um, and then, you know, in my 20s, I racked up some credit card debt and it took me a really long time to pay off the debt. It was just ridiculous. So don't do that. And if you're in debt, it's okay. There's, you know, ways that you can get out of that debt, but you have to stop the bleeding, right? So like when you cut yourself, right, you put a bandaid over the cut so that it doesn't get infected and it doesn't bleed more. The same thing, like when you're dealing with debt, you know, is you just have to stop like putting more debt on top of more debt. Um, Is there a bad way to pay off debt? Yes, there is a bad way. And the bad way really is if you have no plan in place and you're not sticking to a plan, then it's a bad way to pay off debt. What everybody ends up doing, instead of like sticking to a plan and a strategy, is like just throwing money at credit cards, right? Like every month you're just, you're throwing money on, you know, you've been taught that you should pay over the minimum. So you're just, you're just paying, right? Whatever money you have, you're just making the payment but nothing's actually happening. Nothing is actually getting paid off, right? And in fact, your credit card balances might actually be getting larger. So what I say is you got to have a plan and you got to be able to stick to it. And if you're paying off credit cards, I suggest really that you designate only one card that you're using each month for your purchases and use that like a debit card, like I've taught you, right? So use that card pay it off every month, but rack up all the points because that's really where the juice is. That's really where like credit cards start getting super exciting. All right. Now there's two methods to pay off your credit card debt or any debt. Really, this is not just credit cards. I mean, you can use this for student loans and car loans and any, any type of debt you have. So the first is called the snowball. You guys may have heard of this one. And literally what this means is you pick the, the debt with the smallest um, amount that you owe first, right? And you pay minimum, the minimum payment on every single other debt, okay? Any extra available, let's say you had $100 extra a month that you could devote towards paying off debt, right? You'd put that $100 plus the minimum payment on your lowest debt first. You're going to pay that off. It's going to go off fast because it is the lowest debt. So once that one is paid off, then you take that whole entire payment and roll it onto the next smallest debt and you keep going and going and going. See how that works? 
Um, I like this method because it's psychological, because you actually see something happening. You see the smallest debt going away. Now, mathematically speaking, for everybody who's listening and probably shouting at me right now, mathematically, you're going to actually save more money if you use the highest interest method. And that is the same type of method, but instead you're finding the debt with the highest interest rate. You're going to pay that one off first and then roll to the next highest interest rate, right? That method, you're going to save a little bit more money. Now, it's not going to be thousands of dollars. It's not anything ridiculous, but it, you know, it may be, I don't know, it may be a hundred dollars, depending on how much money you actually owe. It's, it's irrelevant. But the thing with choosing that method is, Guys, you got to be totally, totally committed because it's going to take you a while to pay that off. Usually the debt with the highest interest rate, usually, usually, I'm going to say that word like four times, usually, (laughs) is the one with also the highest balance. So it takes a while to get it paid off and you just got to like stick with it. So that you stay motivated and that you don't get frustrated. But the worst thing you can do is actually switch between the two methods. So once you pick whichever one you like best, just stick with it. There are tons of calculators online. There are tons of charts and things to help you figure this out. If you go to yourmillennialmoney.com and the drop down box for uh, topics, you'll see podcast. Click on that. You'll see uh, this podcast. And in there, I will have some resources for you that you can actually um, go to, that you can set up your own payoff plan. It's really easy and it's going to help you a ton. And this is not hard to do once you see how it works. You'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, I totally get that, right? But it's just about getting you kind of a plan in place and visually for you to be able to see how fast you can just knock out this debt. All right, so we got the debt piece down. Let's talk about saving money. Um, I often joke to people that no one has ever said that they save too much money. Like never on their like dying breath have they ever said like, oh crap, I saved way too much money. It doesn't exist. Like you can never save too much money, but saving money, it takes a plan too. So um, I always say, try to save between 15 to 20% of your take-home pay. I know that sounds like a lot. I know that's unreasonable for a lot of people. So don't feel bad if you can't do that much. If you can do that much, awesome. If you can do even more, even more awesome. Awesomer, right? But put your savings on auto pay, right? So it automatically comes out of your checking account and goes directly into your savings account, into your emergency fund, into your retirement fund, whatever it may be. If you don't see, touch, feel, taste the money, um, then you are far more motivated to actually save it and put it to work because it actually hasn't landed technically in your checking account. It's the best way to do this. Again, use high-yield savings accounts for your emergency fund. They're like Ally Bank, um, Synchrony, uh, Capital One 360. There are tons of them out there. Just make sure whichever one you choose is FDIC insured and um, does have some good perks and, you know, is super legitimate. That's always important. But let me run through like a little case study with you here, all right? So let's take my friend Brett. He actually came to me for a budget rescue to solve this very problem. Should he pay off debt or should he save money? 
So he was in an awesome situation. He got a $20,000 raise at work and was desperately trying to figure out what to do with his money. And he was stuck. He literally got the raise and he waited about a month and a half, just literally panicked that he had no idea what to do with this money, which I know sounds silly, but I see it all the time. So if he uses his entire raise to pay off debt, he's got no debt, right? But he also has no savings. So if he saves all the money, he's still got debt. So you see his dilemma, like what does he do here? Well, Brett doesn't have three months of expenses saved in his emergency fund yet. So that was stop number one, get up to three months in your emergency fund. So that took away about $7,500 to set that aside. So he's got 12,500 left that we're playing with here, right? It's like we're in Vegas, right? (laughs) When you're playing with someone else's money, but I don't want to gamble it away. So we're going to be super smart with it. He's got four different credit cards and owes $10,000 total. He wanted to pay them off with the difference, but I suggested maybe another plan. Now, if if he paid them off, wouldn't be the worst thing ever, right? Because those would be gone. But I suggested that he put half the money towards his lowest balance first, which ends up knocking out three of the four credit cards. He can just wipe those out. So he's only got one credit card left. The rest of the money he's going to put in his lifestyle fund. And in fact, he could even set up a Roth IRA and that's what he did. So he was able, he has a 401k at work. He was able to set up a Roth on the side, um, which is a double bonus for him. Um, He fits the Roth, um, the classifications. So he has no income restrictions or anything like that. So a Roth is a great fit for him. And then he ended up keeping 1000 aside to put in his travel fund because he's planning on going on an awesome vacation this winter. He wants to go skiing. So I said, yeah, just, you know, save some money back. Why not? Right. So again, like with Brett, there's no right or wrong answer here. There's just like different ways to think about paying off debt. Um, Either way, you're making a really smart money move, no matter which way you decide. So what I just don't want you to do is like get in that like freeze panic mode. (laughs) You know, I, I don't want this to feel like something overwhelming to you. I want you to feel the... You know, I just want you to be empowered that whichever decision you choose, it's going to be the right decision, but just really think about it, right? Like if you get rid of all that debt, but what happens if there's an emergency? Do you have cash that you can use? If the answer is no, then don't pay off all the debt in like one swoop, like save some of the money. And, and just think about the savings differently, right? Like think about, okay, what's like my first thing I should do? Do I have my emergency fund in place? Do I have another savings account? Am I trying to save for some goal, like, you know, buy a house or do I want to go on some just like amazing vacation? What do I want to do? And once you figure out like what you want to do, what you want to achieve, then you have choices. And that's really about like, all smart money decisions are about, right? It's just giving you choices. And again, none of this matters what kind of income you have. None of it matters. You you, you can do, you can pay off debt and you can save money even with the smallest income. Again, I know tons of people who make million dollars a year and they have absolutely no savings. And it just like baffles me. I'm just like, I look at them and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're in such an amazing situation. And yet, 
you know, you're struggling with it. So we all struggle with it. We all go through it. I've been through times where I had debt and I've had to work really super hard to pay it off. Um, I've had savings and then I've had it evaporated and then I had to work really hard to get the savings back. So whatever your situation that you're in, just know you're not alone. You can totally do it. And just think about creating a plan for yourself and then sticking with it. All right. And that's how you're going to have success. As always, please feel free to follow me on Twitter at Shauna Game, Instagram at millennial underscore money. And again, hop on over to yourmillennialmoney.com if you want to check out my resource that I have for creating your own payoff plan. We've all spent more time with family lately. It can feel like old times, but your mind is on the future too, and what you can do to shape it. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work with clients to help them grow and protect their money with wealth management, trust services, and insurance, so they can enjoy today and ultimately pass along their wealth. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your dreams. Visit sandyspringbank.com wealth. Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed, and may lose value.